<clears throat> Welcome back to uh, What You Spinning, uh, where we each pick an album, listen to all three, and then on the weekends we get together and bullshit about them. Uh, as always, I'm Dorian. We've got George. George, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. How about you guys? Doing great. Then there's Jacob, as always, as well. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Big chilling. <laughs> Big <Right>. chilling. <laughs> Donda energy today. Lots of Donda energy today. I don't know what that means. I don't know exactly the meaning <laughs> I'm trying to get across, but fuck, that's awesome. There we go. Donda. Uh, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, if uh, you watched the last episode, you uh, saw what we picked for this week. Uh, had some great conversation last week. These are very, all very interesting takes. They're different albums that we chose uh, and interesting in their own right. Uh, three completely different genres, essentially. Um, but what do you guys want to talk about first? Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Let's I I say we get the elephant out of the room and we talk about Dorian's album. <laughs> uh, I got a lot to say about Dorian's yeah. album. I feel like. Uh, all right. So if you all remember from last week, if you saw the episode, I picked Noise by Ghostmane. Uh, do you want me to give my two cents on it first? Okay. Yeah, I want to hear what you got right. first. Yeah. So yeah, Noise by Ghostmane, a uh, little trap metal album. I, they the, the genre that it is is what you want to fucking call it. But if you look on the internet, it's apparently called trap metal. But it's that super dark, very metal-influenced uh, rap music that really spawned out of, you know, the sa- the southern eastern part of the States with Suicide Boys, Ghost Mane, Puya, all those guys. Uh, Puya, the lesser of the two, or the three. Um, came out in 2018. Uh, a lot of artists like this... Uh, just make albums and release them all the time. Uh, this came right after just only a, he dropped uh, Hexada in 2017. Great album has probably one of his most popular songs on it in Mercury Retrograde. Uh, right after that, a year later, he dropped Noise, which was the album that actually got me or was the first album I picked when I started diving into his discography because I discovered him on YouTube featured. I had heard a feature that he did with Puya years ago, but I saw like, you know, when YouTube suggests a video after you watch something. Yeah. 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 yeah Mercury came on and I was obsessed. I was like, all right, bet. And so I started looking through his shit, his whole discography. And I was like, well, this album cover looks aggressive as shit. So let's look at this. And, yeah. uh, I was blown away. Um, insane stuff. I'll save the rest. I I just talked for forever, so I'll let you guys dive in before I. I think you get back like in. you definitely like nailed it. Like I was gonna say like that. So like Suicide Boys and Ghost Main and like other people like Ramirez and and Puya. And Puya is more like kind of groovy, like singing and stuff. Um, but yeah, like they they're kind of like rap slash not EDM, but like just electric music. And then also like rock, like they're two different, they're three different like things that all like take from each other. And it's like, it's hard to describe like what it's, what it is basically, but it's, it's definitely like, it hits hard. Like I personally can't like sit down and just like listen to it. I feel like I have to do something. 
And I told you that one night, I'm like, yo, I'm listening to this. I'm like, I'm going to go on a bike ride right now. <laughs> like, and it was pissing it down me range. Up, and I was like, like bro. I was, I was sitting doing nothing, and I'm listening to this album. I'm like, dude, I got to do something. <laughs> like, um, But, yeah, and then, uh, you know, when I go to the store or something, like, I'll put the album on, and it, it's like, I get there quicker. <laughs> I get there, like, two minutes quicker. <laughs> mm. um, it's definitely, like super cool to see how the south uh like the southern like music that's coming up i mean i guess there were like soundcloud rappers before right like they definitely made a name for themselves like they weren't like the the crappy soundcloud rappers that everybody makes fun of because they don't like do anything or whatever um but yeah they i could tell like they were definitely like influenced by how like kind of dark and sinister uh um how a uh, three six mafia was like they they kind of like got a lot of that from there and i could definitely say speak for suicide boys at least like they they got a lot of a lot of influence from that um like juicy j and stuff like that uh but yeah i mean i think it's a pretty good album like i want to put it on when i'm going to do anything like physical or anything like that yeah, no, dude, that that's like that summed it up perfectly, George. Honestly, like the first thing that caught my eye of this album, first off, was the album cover. The album cover is is really dope. Like that fucking the hand with the sword, just like holding it. Like we yeah, been, like the weird barber blade. Yeah, yeah it's like a barber yeah, blade like, or some shit. Blade, yeah, like like we've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, and like I could see that being like a sword, you know, like in yeah. Or like like a medieval fucking sword like it looks cool like that's like a newer thing. take on liquid swords by uh yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah. that's the first thing and then when i actually listened to it like it was definitely something that i had not listened to because it's it like i see the similarities with like suicide boys um and with like puya that we were talking about but at the same time george said it already it kind of has like at some points like that edm style like it's just like really noisy like and really really gritty that like it's at some points like it's like metal and then at some points it's like rapping um at some points he sounds a lot like uh like ruby like ruby the cherry from suicide boys right. he also sounds like scream i was about to add that like he's i feel like, like he's like a He's a perfect blend of the two with also like a dash of Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. But then he also has really good like guttural yells. It's fucking he's he's damn impressive. I actually think whatever you want to like this. That's why I wanted to pick something like this was because it's a controversial kind of genre for people that are really into this kind of music. We get a lot of shit for being into it, you know, because of how different it is. And I feel embarrassed when I listen to like the suicide boys sometimes like, i'll listen to it i'm like damn i probably get made fun of for this yeah yeah but like I, i'll pull up I, to albertson's and fucking flesh will be playing <laughs> off of this album and like all these olds are just looking at me and i'm like wearing my fucking collared shirt and my name tag for more <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing about that that like sub genre is that uh it's what made me like it even more and like seal the deal i'm like yeah i'm always gonna have like an open ear to this genre was because of ramirez um because he was like a latino person that yeah. was just he looked like cholo as hell 
but he's also like spit some crazy raps and he's part of like the the g what is it called like the g59 yeah, yeah. Like and he's part of it and like he's had songs with like a uh, uh scrim and ruby and i'm like dude this yeah. is crazy like i never thought uh i'd have like a, a hispanic person that i could see that's actually getting pretty successful mm-hmm. right now in this this age um and so like it was interesting to see like where he came from and stuff like that um and yeah this album is like no like it's it's just right there you know it's, it hits that sweet spot it's in that genre and it it hits dude it makes me want to go off <laughs> yeah I, I was talking to George about this earlier this week because we were talking about it. And George was like, oh, this would be like perfect if you went to the gym. And uh, I went, I did go to the gym like all this week. And one day I was like, fuck it, I'm going to put this on, see how I vibe with it. And I was doing bench press. Was that when, dude, no. And dude, I hit a new PR to this album. More specifically, to uh Gateka. Dude, is one of song my favorite songs. I, I like that song. That's a good song, especially when it drops. But when it like when it came on, I don't know, I just felt like so much more like in the moment, like in the zone, it's like so intense and like high intensity that I was like, I'm gonna fucking live this. <laughs> so, I'm gonna do this goddamn Yeah. It, it definitely this album, like I had never heard anything like this. I had heard Ghostmane, but not this whole album, not a whole album of his. Um, so this album, I, I actually really did enjoy it. So I think it's a really great pick that you brought it up, Dorian. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And uh, I'll say one last little spiel about it. Uh, one of my favorite things about it and about uh, this type of genre, or the people within this kind of genre as a whole, but specifically this album, I was listening, I listened to it uh, a little bit last night and then the rest of it this morning again just because i i won i love it and obviously i picked it i fucking love this album but it's also like 27 minutes long and so you can just throw it on and i have a playlist that has most of it in it anyway so i just like played that chunk of the playlist basically but my favorite thing about him is his ability to on these songs like nile and uh trench coat uh, all this shit he has the the ability to really you know start delivering a line at a more slower pace and delivery and then on like a random kind of beat if you think about it on, a, on like a beat perspective on a random beat on like the three of the bar or whatever you want to to define a point he kicks it up and starts like subdividing the shit out of what he's saying and then he'll go like and it's like and then he float he literally just it's like flipping a light switch he's just there and then back and yeah it's, it's incredible around with the beats that's literally like laid right in front of him and you can switch up like at any point in time exactly and also uh there is a full video there's a if you just google ghost main live the first one that pops up is his 2019 Lollapalooza performance and when I first heard the, anytime I get into somebody, I'm like, let me see what they sound like live, you know? So I'll scour YouTube for like a good quality video of them. Yeah. He's just, he sounds just as good live and it's even more impressive. And their stage show is unreal. He has like a full band with him 
<laughs> and there's you know, a dude- like for that type of music like it's always better live because oh yeah you can't you can't like express all the emotions to do just a mic i mean you can express all your emotions to do like a mic but in person it's like it's you're showing everything you know yeah uh, yeah seeing people live are, are pretty crazy to be honest it's always like something like you really get to see like the artists like really express themselves when they're singing or or you know rapping like their songs yeah uh i definitely think yeah seeing ghost main live would probably be like <laughs> if i don't knock someone out someone's gonna knock me out <laughs> yeah yeah there's at one point in this like and honestly i would suggest you look it up and go to the comments because there's literally time stamps and he plays yeah. most of this album because it was the most recent one yeah but you watch it and at some point during the concert they pull a kid up from the back stage and he gets put on a table and there's a dead ass he's literally getting a face tat on stage while ghost mains performing oh, this chick has God. like fucking three foot dreads and is just absolutely blasted with ink and she's just giving this to the face tat that says kill he's the like, machine. Wait, did you watch this oh my god <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's crazy. What the hell? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of someone doing that. <laughs> right? I was watching it, like, when I when I found that video, uh, <laughs> because it had songs off this album, I was like, I'm going to actually sit and watch this. Because yeah. I like his other shit, too. And I'm like, wait, where'd that fucking kid come from? Because they don't, like, explicitly show it from what I can remember. Yeah. But then there's just a kid on this fucking table, like, chained to this table. <laughs> there's this chick just giving him a face tat. I'm like... <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, All right, whatever. <laughs> Goddamn. Dude, no, but yeah, this album, I, I do appreciate it. Um, it's not something I listen to, like, all the time, for sure. I think it has its place, but... I right. can't want to beat your personal record. <laughs> you know, be putting this album on. Yeah. Every time now that I go to the gym, I got to lift something big. I'm like, throw this on. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know Jacob is adding all that to his fucking workout playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I'm, uh, I'm really glad you guys liked it. Honestly, I was, I decided like as soon as like literally Monday of last week, I was like, I'm picking noise. I was like, because George, you and I had had a conversation about it. You're like, yeah, I just, I like Suicide Boys, but I can't get into him. And I was like, all right, well, we can at least, you know, bond over Suicide Boys because I love, I love SB too. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? When I listened to this album, like, I see so much in Suicide Boys. I just literally didn't, like, try to listen to it. Yeah. Like, this forced my hand, and I listened to it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, it's way different, but yeah, the same yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so, so I was like, yeah, I have to. I was like, and I know Jacob, like, no matter how many times I rant and rave about it, he's never going to do it. And I was like, so I did, I kind of did do it to kind of force the hand. But I also want to know what you guys thought about it, because it's so interesting and unique so i'm really glad you guys liked it uh i don't know about george but i keep looking at that fucking album you've got posted up behind you jacob and i want to dive into it so why don't you why don't you start us off there so yeah um uh, was the album that i picked uh last week the fuji's the score to be specific um yeah it's um it's a group uh, in the 90s um that's it has um, Miss Lauren Hill, um, Wycliffe Jean, and Praz. Um, and it's like one of the bigger hip hop albums of that day, of that decade, and honestly, like of all time. Uh, it's 
it's like the impact that it had in that time and even now like it is one of like the greatest selling like if you want to talk like like factuals and like just on the base numbers like it is one of like the best selling and like the top ranked hip hop albums of like of all time um this album like it's got like a lot of neo jazz and like neo soul um it's got a lot of uh, reggae it's got a reggae song at one point it, that's um it's like a spin-off of a, of a bob marley song um it's got a lot of hip-hop of course like this album it it is hip-hop like it really is hip-hop if you think about it so what uh what do you guys think about it yeah it, you really you really hit all the nails on the head with it um to this day it's like you know i don't listen to the radio anymore but you know, sometimes you end up riding in a car with something, the radio does come on. You'll still hear songs off of this played on like modern radio where it's like, we play today's hits. And so you'll hear fucking Dua Lipa and then Killing Me Softly will fucking come on. And it is another one of those albums. You know, I feel like uh, we talked about at this point three very influential albums and very huge albums as far as hip-hop goes with you know George picking Illmatic last week myself picking Mad Villainy and then now the score and holy shit like I you know sometimes you don't when you listen to music you don't think about who's in the group I fucking forgot why Clef Jean was in was in the Fugees I was like wait <laughs> I was like, what? And dude, it, it almost made it that much better listening to this a second time because I had completely forgotten about Wyclef being in there. And I was like, Wyclef's the dude. I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's listen to this. And I was like, dude, it's unreal. Like, I I recently rewatched the episode because I showed it to my girl and I, the last episode, and when you picked the, the Fugees album, I, was, I lost my shit. I was like, dude, God damn, like, that's going to be fucking awesome to talk about. And, uh, yeah, there's, and there's, like, funny parts on it, too. Like, there's there's so many skits and interludes that aren't even their own track. They're just in there, you know? <laughs> like, like the, uh, what's it called? Jacob, you added it to the playlist, but the one where it's the Chinese restaurant skit at the very, yeah, <laughs> right at the end of the song. And he's like, this is a Chinese restaurant, but like Burger King, have it your way, and starts beating that shit <laughs> I'm just like, dude, what is going on? It was awesome. It's something that I always notice, like within like uh, tracks that are kind of like soulful. I feel like they always have like a funny skit in there for some fucking reason. Like you look at common shit, you look at the Fuji's, you look at uh, (laughs) a a Kanye West called Dropout. They just have like funny skits, like where someone is going off like all the time. Listen up, Uh, Kanye. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, this. Yeah, that album is like super sick. Do you have anything more that you want to say, Dory? Um. Oh, the yeah, there is. Sorry. Um, there is that you kind of mentioned it, Jacob. The "No Woman, No Cu- No Cry" kind of remake. That's one of my favorite Bob Marley songs of all time. And when I heard that, I was like, "Oh no, shit! Okay, like let's." let's let's do this because i that one i don't think i ever got to listen to i don't think i had ever actually listened to this cover to cover and it was so badass like how he changed the lyrics because you know i've heard that song the original millions of times and so i'm listening to it like 
singing the original kind of i was i was doing it while i was making jerky i'd listen to it again earlier today and i'm sitting there and i was <laughs> like ah shit like oh, even yeah. though i just recently heard this i still it's such a spot-on remake that it it tricks you um other than the the absolute just and that's the there's so ready or not and killing me softly with his song are like obviously two of the biggest songs for anything in the past you know 20 25 years uh but so those are obviously like i'll give their credit where it's due because they are fantastic songs it's no wonder they're as popular as they are uh they manage i love it when someone manages to make a song that's wildly popular but is also actually very good as far you know from like a music snob standpoint <laughs> like, like good actual good like remakes you know yeah yeah uh so other than you know those two killing me softly and ready or not uh family business featuring john forte probably my favorite song on this album that Great song. dude <laughs> just the way the way that they trade off throughout this entire album is unreal you know just the verses lauren hill and wyclef going at it and press but dude that song it's just like they upped the ante and made it just so they were really just like going at it it felt like i was like damn this is yeah. so sick That's but like, so good about this album that they like they all bounce off of each other like when they're all like rapping like they'll like Miss Lauren Hill will rap and then Wyclef will jump in and then he'll fit in and then they'll just bounce back and forth. Like they're they're like a group that it's just like so smooth when they all get together that like it's it really is magical. Like when they are like in scene with each other. Yeah. And so easily, so effortlessly. Exactly. Like when they switch it up, like it's so good every time. One last thing that I'll say about it. One of my favorite points in the whole album is on killing me softly where the same sample the same guitar sample that they used on bonita applebum by a tribe called i was about to bring that up you beat me through it you just <laughs> like the song's coming in and you're like oh this is so badass and then you hear that <laughs> bow, 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 and i do i bonita get applebum. chills every yeah. time it comes on i'm like dude this is it's why i love bonita <laughs> applebum so much is because yeah. that guitar sample is so clean but then they have it and they like I don't know who altered what, but it just sounds like uh, pitch-wise, it's slightly lower, and so it's a little more longer too. I think they probably just like slowed and they slowed slow it a little it down bit to fit her, her cover with it, her cover that I'm about to talk about. But yeah, yeah. like she has to sing slower, but they mashed it with her, and it and it because it's a singing song, but they put the bum 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 bunny oh, apple it's put so that clean. beat on there and it, they spread it out and everything and it worked out perfectly hell yeah but yeah that's all i've got is that yeah that last that last little bit fuck but yeah you're good to go yeah um for me definitely bunny apple bum is my favorite out of the whole or not bunny my bad uh killing me softly it's definitely like my favorite uh, because they have the Bunny Apple Bum, but before that, like really the reason why I like it is because she does a perfect cover of Roberta's Roberta Flax killing me softly with his with his uh, hand. Like that song, like she does such a good like my mom used to play that all the time. Actually, I think it was my dad that would used to play it. Uh, we'd like go on like a 
a ride or something and then you know my dad would play that song and so this that song roberta flack by roberta flack was already like there and like later when i found fuji's i was like holy shit this is lord hill the hip-hop girl from doo-wop you know miseducational <laughs> lord hill and she's doing a cover of this song that my mom used to play and then they're using <laughs> the fucking apple bone like beat like that threw yeah. me through a loop i was like what the hell like why is this so like this is amazing um and i definitely think like that's probably like my favorite song out of the whole album um but yeah, like Ready or Not is such a good song too. Um, I, it's, it's definitely interesting because like Lauren Hill definitely fits like a hip hop group because she's like, she's such a leader. Like it feels like she leads all the songs with her voice and her, like her rap and stuff. And then the, the rest of the people are like there to like aid her almost, you know, in a sense. Um, but it's definitely interesting to see Lauren Hill like in in a group setting and not just like her solo stuff, you know? Yeah. No, this this album like I didn't know that she was in a group at all. Um, not until probably like when I was in like like eleventh grade or something like that. And seeing that I was just like, What the hell? This is crazy. Um but yeah, no, it's like super cool yeah this this album really like it projected and it like launched like all of their careers because after this album this was their last album unfortunately for fuji's uh, that they had made and they had like done like reunions and stuff afterwards and they they did a show um i think in like the uk like years ago but that was like the last time that they had linked up um, but this album, like, really launched all of their careers, like, to, like, an exa- insane amount, because they all did their own individual things afterwards, um, like Miss L doing uh, her miseducation of Miss Lauren Hill. So this uh, album was before before that album? Yeah, this album came out in 96. Oh, and, shit. Um, I didn't know that. The, I thought this came the, after... Uh, miseducation of Lauren Hill. I no, thought that came after. No, this this launched like all of their careers and like gave them like in like such a spotlight that they did that. Like Miss Lauren Hill's the Miss uh, the Miseducational Miss Lauren Hill was like her follow up yeah. to this. Like it came out two years after this, I think. I didn't know that. Oh damn. But yeah, man, it like and they all did their own solo things afterwards. Like White Clef, he, he did his own things, and then Prav, he, he produced for um, for different people. Um, but it like really did like launch like the Fuji's individually. Like it gave them that that like step mm-hmm. up. This album won like two Grammys, I think, like best best rap album, and Good then reason, yeah. uh, and then best R and B song, which was um, the uh, that song fucking that Miss L sings. Um, Killing me softly. Killing me softly. Yeah, I was like yeah. the name for some reason, but yeah. And this song, this album, like really did launch like their all of their careers. And this was the second and last album of theirs, unfortunately. But damn, can you imagine 
Dog, can you imagine if they made a third one? Like, I don't know if it would be able to. I don't know if it would be able to top it, but it would still be just an absolute heat machine. Yeah, I think they could top it. They, I think, I think they're definitely past because they, when they stopped doing albums and they owned did their own individual thing, that kind of killed like their their group, honestly. Um, but the thing that came afterwards, like Miss Lauren Hill, the Miseducation, like dude. That album. So it's, so it's hard to listen to that that album. And I do, if I don't bring it up, I'm sure you would bring it up, Jacob. But I do yeah. want to talk about this album. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's she's very like emotional and very like in tune with her emotions. And she really like portrays, portrays that like, and she even like portrays it like on, on this album with Killing It Softly. I mean, she's doing like Roberta Flack, like, you know, um, the Roberta Flack song. I mean, if you if you guys go back and listen to that song, I then listen listen to Killing Me Softly about uh, the Fugees, you'll see that connection like immediately. You'd be like, "Damn, she did a very good job covering that song." Yeah, I'll have to check uh, that out for sure. Yeah. No, yeah, this great album. It is definitely like one of the greatest hip hop album of all time i think i was i was reading a i was reading an article that was saying like in 2021 this album was like the fifth ranked hip-hop album of the year of 2021 <laughs> like even till now like it's still like such a like such a great album that people still come back to it so right classic people in the pandemic were like hey yo Remember the Fuji's album? Yeah, we need some nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Oh shit, yeah, let's listen to that." Because <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like it's kind of like low key gangster, but like it's also like very romantic. It's kind of like a romantic like album almost because Lauren Hill's on there and the way she sings like really like nice. Like she's definitely giving that like romantic vibe over these like cool raps and beats and just like it was definitely a defining moment for hip-hop and rap when they bring like r&b slash rap you know like yeah. this was like a pivotal moment in hip-hop um oh for sure it's interesting right i guess you could say like that maybe that's why like it became very you know prominent when it's one of the most important hip-hop like rap albums it's crazy yeah and it's like as soon as like even like all i had to see was the name of the group in the top corner when jacob showed it and i was like yeah it's that identifiable like even just looking at it you're like that's that's it that's one of those that's one of those like mount rushmore albums that really changed the game mm -hmm. i am personally also very excited to talk about what george has for us what did you what did you bring for us george el camino by the black keys it was a hard pick because i was thinking about brothers first um the black keys uh i remember playing like like forza it was like forza horizon like one like the first forza horizon forza horizon my game um and lonely boy came on and I was like, damn, like, this is good. This is a very good song. 
and uh at the time i had asked my brother jared for his like apple id so i could listen to like whatever he's listening to on my apple touch and he had el camino like the whole album like downloaded i'm like i'm like let me check this out because i listened to lonely boy right and so like i listened to the whole album and i'm like there isn't one song that i don't like like this is really good yeah i'm like what is this like this is like I thought rock was going in a different direction, but then I heard this and I'm like, is this rock or is this like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like I was deeply confused when I listened to this album because I liked it so much, but it was something completely different than what I've listened to before. Uh, Nebula is <laughs> cute as hell, dude. That's, <laughs> she's getting settled in. <laughs> Gotta find the spot. Oh, she's yeah, digging. Killing. Yeah, she's digging in the blanket. She's trying to make a little crevasse. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 fucking dark. Sorry, that was just hilarious. I was like, this is no, what I was fucking about. No, I, 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 lo- I love this pick, George. I, I do really like this pick. You threw me off because I, I was not expecting this. It was so out of left, left field. But I'm glad you brought this up because it had been a while since I had heard this album. And it's really good. It brings me back because like almost all these songs like I like, like I didn't skip any song. Like every song yeah. was good. It's, every song's a hitter, huh? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's like a mix between like alternative rock and like indie kind of. Um, bluesy, very bluesy too. Oh yeah. Like a lot of a lot of blues and inf- uh, like the influence on it you could tell like it's it's very it's very like alternative rock at some points and then at some points it's like very very relaxed a very chill mellow vibe so yeah like um what's it called uh the submarine little submarine little black submarines uh, yeah a little black submarine and it's uh it's very bluesy. Like that's definitely an example of a song that's like bluesy, but still kind of like rock. Um, it hits it hits differently because like they really have like if you li- listen to the songs like there's you know loneliness, sadness, anger, happiness, and like pitiful shit. Like you could they ha- they express like a, a wide range of like emotions on that song or, or on that uh, album. And you can hear it with each song. Um, but they're all like very, you listen to it and you could feel like they could be single. Like each song could be a single. That's that could have an album, to me at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, two of the, speaking on the whole, all these songs could be singles, like two of these songs off of this album became massively popular with Lonely Boy, or actually three Lonely, Lonely Boy, yeah. Little Back, Slub Marines, and Gold on yeah. the Ceiling. I remember Gold on the Ceiling was on like a Madden oh, soundtrack. Oh, and that's how like I had I had heard Brothers and I didn't realize that they I did because I didn't follow them. I I liked Brothers. Yeah. I was like, that's a good album, but I never it wasn't one of those bands that I was like, oh let me follow these every single step these guys make. Uh but then I heard Gold on the Ceiling and was like, oh, they released a whole other album, and then I heard Lonely Boy off of it, fucking Sister, all these songs. Um, I love this. Love that song. Yeah, me too. Such a good song, dude. And uh, shit, what's the name of it? I literally had it right here. Uh, Hell of a season, another fantastic track. Hell of a season. 
hell of a season. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about the Black Keys in general, but also on this album, is their ability, even though they're just a duo, is to sound absolutely fucking massive. They sound like a five-piece band at times on this album, yeah. and it's just two dudes doing it. And uh, a lot of that credit I give, at least to Patrick Carney, their drummer, because uh, he, and on this album, like, this genre of music, the drumming on its pretty straightforward but he does very he's very technical and he does shit uh just he so well for the rest of the, it, the rest exactly of the exactly yeah. and he does like these beats that are very you know typical in this kind of genre of music like the almost type of like breakbeat Type, type thing yeah but like that where it's like the dun, 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 dun. he just does it but he's also like throwing these fills in and i'm like dude this guy's actually like insane on the skins mm-hmm. i was <laughs> i listened yeah. to this album once on a drive i d- drove to work listened to most of it and then i restarted it on the way home because i was like dude this is actually unreal i was like all right let me listen to the fullness of the whole band and then let me just pick out the drumming because he's unreal and i'm huge into drummers and shit he's yeah, they, it's just wild. I was like, "What the fuck, man!" But uh, yeah, favorite songs off there. Hell of a season. Honestly, "Lonely Boy" over "Gold on the Ceiling" for me personally. And yeah, I just love how big it sounded for just two people. I was. It's and they took they took the White Stripes concept and yeah. destroyed it because they're just. I love yeah. the White Stripes. I'm not trying to disparage them or say anything bad about them at all. The Black Keys are they like backpacked off of it. They backpacked off of it, but they're so much more fucking talented that it just made it. It's like, damn, okay. And I, I guess it is also kind of you know two different kinds of music uh, when you really look at it. But when you look at uh, Cage the Elephant, they also kind of have like a almost similar sound to. Um, what did you just mention? My bad. <laughs> uh, White stripes. White stripes. Yeah, they almost kind of like piggyback off of them a little bit you know um oh absolutely and i feel like that's where black key is also is but like they kind of like branch into different directions mm-hmm. um but yeah it's the same thing it all goes back to the same thing where it's like we're meshing different genres together and like even though all our album picks were different the one thing that we could all agree on is that your album jacob makes rap with r&b and soul and soulful like yeah, and so your Dorian was <laughs> electronic music, not EDM, but electronic music, rap, and fucking rock. And then mine was more rock, but also kind of like bluesy stuff. Like, oh, yeah. But like, we could all agree that our albums that we picked were all like the same in terms of how they're like, they took elements from different genres mm-hmm. they they're, were also they're these also are pretty, albums that blurred the lines to, to put it simply exactly know? yeah they were all bold you know you gotta like like we talked about it uh last week with african dream off of miles when we were talking about how bold yeah. of a track that was to even put out all of these albums yeah. were the same way i mean uh black keys you know that's a very niche kind of indie thing and in my opinion them release them coming out and coming kind of onto like the main like get to the forefront of the 
kind of indie. That's kind of what they get boxed into. But it's like blues rock, kind of coming out. To yeah, the forefront that, of that I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Right. They kind of, but they got super popular because I think like Tighten Up was used on like an Apple or a Nike commercial or something when it came out, and so they got you know kind of pushed into the mainstream. Uh, but they definitely did, yeah. Yeah, but when you look at that album or that their whole sound, it's very bold. Like they sound like something out of the '80s or late '70s with that blues rocky kind of vibe yeah. that they have. But it worked. Dan Albright also- definitely has like I don't know if it was his idea or who, but like he has like a uh, a mic that just sounds like like you were saying from the '80s, like the way that he's yeah projecting himself. Right. They the might have vocal. edited his voice, but I mean that's yeah. how it sounds. Yeah, it's good. The, I like it. Yeah, the effects that they put they put on his mic in the studio and live, I would assume, is awesome to make it sound like it's old style. But yeah. them coming out to the forefront of the mainstream, both everything because of their they had like a commercial and shit. Uh, it kind of spawned off this whole new. You know, you had all these new indie bands come out that weren't even you know the same kind of mixed genre that the black keys were, but they were really just like straight up indie, like young, the mm. giant, uh, came out right after them. Echo Smith, yeah. uh, all these, uh, 1975 got huge right after this album. Uh, all these guys, it kind of really did. That's when we saw, uh, kind of a pivot in the rock becoming like more mainstream. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you know back in the 80s it was like hair metal and metallica those were the big rock groups and rock was like either the that thing. or like rock funky uh psychedelic music. yeah and then the chili peppers like and then one of the two <laughs> yeah and then everything switched as far as like what the main what everyone's listening to on like mainstream radio or whatever switched to like solely pop and rock music for a while and then the black keys came out and then indie was everywhere for like three or four years and that's what I, I honestly kind of pin that on the Black Keys, to be quite frank. Yeah. This came out in 2011, and right after that is when, boom, well, all this shit started happening. So I was actually, before I was going to mention El Camino, I was going to mention one of the earlier albums um, that I discovered actually later than when I first discovered Black Keys, which was El Camino. Um, but they have a song, or they have an album, um, let me look this up and i like this just for multiple reasons but uh more so because of the album cover it's like basically like a 38 special and it's like fucking like it's like yellow the the background is black and it's like yellow orange and red the gun and that whole album is just instrumental shit by his band and it's it's like honestly like it's so good man Chulahoma um let me check I forget Jordan. yes that's the one yeah, yeah Chulahoma yeah. and I love the album because it looks like like oil pastels and it looks like it something does. like I, I could draw so I'm like this album alone is like so dope it's mostly instru- instrumentals but I think there's one song like where they like I haven't I haven't listened to that album, but I'll check it out. I like that if it's instrumental. Dude, I definitely that kind of recommend that you, you guys should definitely check the album out. Yeah, you so send it in in the chat for sure because I I don't think I've seen that one, but I I I look into it for sure. Yeah. I, I love when it. you think about like old school blues, 
you listen to that album and you're like, damn, like, this, okay, I understand where the Black Keys are coming from. Um, and it was a hard choice choosing between El Camino and Brothers. Yeah. Um, the only reason, yeah. so I'm going to tell a story real quick. Um, so when I was in middle school, like this girl that sat next to me, she would always wear this T-shirt, the concert T-shirt of the Black Keys. And it was the <laughs> Brothers concert T-shirt. And I was looking at her, I'm like, hey, what is that? Like, what's, what's your T-shirt? Why does it say Brothers? Like, what are all those things on your back? She's like, oh, it's a band called the Black Keys. They make really good music. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. I was like, whatever. But, you know, uh, like later, like, in, you know, when I was in high school and I had an iPod Touch, finally, and stuff like that, uh, I found, a, I started a Black Keys radio station. So I was like, I always, like, put that, for some reason, I put that, like, in my head when she mentioned the Black Keys. And then, like, I, I started a radio station, and then... Uh, Brothers came on, and um, it's a really emotional album. Um, but uh, yeah, El Camino is just definitely like a banger. Yeah, All I no, gotta say, you guys, you guys already talked Sorry, about. I went on a weird rant. Well, no, you have to cut I, that out. To be completely, <laughs> you have to cut that out. Do you want me to cut it out? Yeah, I feel like you should. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> We're leaving it in now at this point. <laughs> what was that? We're leaving it in at this point. Like yeah, I think it. we should. <laughs> I think we should. Um, it would be funny to be no, honest. It would be like, funny because, to us. because it's it tells like why you picked. You know, I mean, you only kind of described why you picked El Camino at the very end, but it, it's it's off by the wayside. It doesn't really matter. But I think you made a proper choice because faced with both of those albums, I'm picking El Camino myself. So I think you made the right choice by picking El Camino over uh, over brothers. Over brothers, yeah. Brothers. It was but, a great follow up, dude. Like because brothers was such a listen. Good I would definitely band. recommend so listening to it because they were already like so commercially successful. Like even after brothers came out they were like spot the spotlight was on them and for el camino to come out and for like literally the first like six seven tracks are just no skips like they're you could put them anywhere in any setting in any like commercial or movie or what have you and it fits like it really just brought the spotlight onto them and it like if you're hanging out with people at your house you play this album and nobody's gonna have a complaint type of type of that much shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anything know. else to say about El Camino? That's it, honestly. Other yeah. than Dan Albrecht is a fucking genius. I mean, he has the arcs. He has Black Rock. He has his own shit. He has so many different brands that he he has so many different bands, honestly. Yeah, uh, and I think he he's actually pretty. He's like a the silent Kanye. Yeah, we doesn't talk about like how much achievements he's done. He's just like doing it, and that's Shit. it. You know. Right. 
No, uh, and I think Dan Albrecht is definitely like a genius in our lifetime, and I think it's it's going to take like a, a long while before people actually realize the impact that he did in rock and like transitioning oh, yeah. it to like indie type music oh, and sure. kind of like poppy a little bit, but it's going to take a long while before people recognize the impact that he's done in, yeah. in rock music, I feel like. Oh, yeah. The both of them as a whole, too. Like yeah. I said, I, I I fell in love with Patrick Carney listening to this album and his drumming. I was like, dude, this guy's, this guy's unreal. I was like, I'm going to have to go do like a deep dive into him. I pulled up his Wikipedia article and was looking through it. He's got, a, he's got several bands, too, so I'm going to have to check him out just because I, like I like his style. But shall we dive into next week's albums? At least announce them? Let's take a quick siesta break. I'm going to go use the restroom. And then right. we'll be back right. and announce the new albums. Cool. All right. Recording. All right. Fragile. He's got a vinyl in the mail. When you collect things, no matter what it is, there's always a white whale. This is a white whale for me, for my vinyls. I don't like how that just stabbed right into there. That packaged it pretty well. This is straight from Greece. Hide our personal information real quick. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I gotta do it for every careful. I know. This was a long ass video. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna fast forward this. Yeah, cut it down. Cut it. That's a beautiful thing is I can cut everything and feel more. That's why you buy programs. Like how he just taped it to this fucking sheet of cardboard. Just casual. Make sure it gets there safely. Yeah, God still. That's gorgeous. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Did you guys already say your picks? George stole my picks. <laughs> you guys said your picks. Yeah, I said really? we to take a break. That was my no, pick. No, we, just, oh, we yeah. talked about he guessed what I was actually pegging. No, because I was going to pick that too. You guys are scumbags for saying it while I was gone. That's great. <laughs> Dude, pick the next one. Pick the, pick the album after it. No, we can talk about two Krongbin albums. Yeah, we can. The fuck? So, we need more variety. All right. All right, uh, you guys got to say them again, but we're going to go opposite of what we did last week. 
George, you'll go first, then Jacob, and then I'll go. I got to think about right, something. Jacob, if you want to pick that album, I'm going to pick a different one because I have one. I have a backup album. Right? Do you, you want to pick that one? Yeah. Once again, you pick that one? Once again, y'all are scumbags for saying them while I was gone. I knew what George was Well, this pick. motherfucker guessed what I was guessing, and then he had the same, funny enough, he had the same fucking album. So I he could pick it. I don't have a problem with it because I want to talk about the album anyway. Uh, I got a lot to say about the album, but we'll talk about it next week for sure. You're? Are you gonna wait? What are you saying? We'll talk about it next week. Well, you guys have to pick again. Or you guys it. have to announce your picks again. So, George, what yeah. are you picking? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the um... putting George on the spot. So the <laughs> the album I picked is uh, "Jazz Abroad" by uh, Roy Hayes and Quincy Jones. Okay, "Jazz Abroad." Nice. Hell yeah! I don't think I've ever heard that. I'll have to. I probably haven't. I'll have to. I'm excited to listen to that. I have a lot to say about the album. The guy. But what was what was that? I've heard of Quincy Jones, not the other guy, though. If that's a collaborative Same. album, I'm ready for it. Yeah. And Jacob, what do you have for us? Next week, talking about uh, Krongbin, The Universe Smiles Upon You. Damn. Okay. You were you were telling me about Krongbin this week. I think I... Like, you, guys have, you guys have picked two <laughs> albums yeah. so far that I've never even... I've prob- I haven't even... I couldn't identify a song by either the person. I but knew I, George was going to pick this up, so I was like, George, if you pick this. <laughs> but <laughs> it was going to ha- come up eventually. Either me or George was going to talk about it. So next week, that's my pick. Krongbin. Gary, when you listen to that, like you're definitely going to enjoy it. I'm really excited to listen to both those albums. I love listening to shit I ain't ever heard before. That's what I that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this whole shindig was to listen get forced to listen to shit that I don't. And for my pick. <laughs> hey, 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 let's let's go. We're going sensational by Young Gravy. His debut album. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with it. I guess it kind of fits the theme of shit, you know, that is just completely out of pocket. I feel like we've once again got three very different genres. That album's very fun to listen to, and I have a lot to say about it. And I'm super stoked for next week. Uh, you guys have anything to say before we wrap up? No? The only thing I have to say is that uh, I think my friend Tony listened to like Young Gravy and he had like a single that he released on SoundCloud that was a banger. And I think <laughs> I have it liked, but I can't remember what it what song it was. But well, yeah, I'm Gravy. definitely just like with my pick last week with Noise by Ghost Man, I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say about Sensational because it's yeah, it's a great it. it's a it's a it's got no skips. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, anywho, this has been episode two of what you spin in once again i'm dorian george sign off jacob sign off see you later later gators we'll see you next week okay my cut